Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Oh, yes, it is the pregame show. I am Joe Spadoni. Welcome in on this beautiful and brisk Friday, San Francisco morning. Those of you getting off your graveyard shifts, those of you getting ready for work, having breakfast early, taking your kid to school, you're going to school, thanks for joining me. We have an awful lot to get to in this hour. We had football last night, Browns, beating the Steelers, Mitch Trubisky, looks like his time is limited there. Kenny Pickett's going to take over soon. He needs to. I mean, he drafted the kid in the first round. Come on. Give the kid some reps. You know what you have with Mitchell Trubisky. He couldn't win with Chicago. He's a Bears quarterback. That should just seal his fate right there. I'm sorry, Bears fans, those of you listening. But you know, he wasn't the guy in Chicago. I don't even know if Justin Fields is going to be the guy, that guy yet, but that remains to be seen. But another Thursday Night Football broadcast, another Amazon broadcast. They did some record numbers for them. Well, it's a record because it was only their first broadcast last week. But I enjoy it. I don't understand the hate that Kirk Herbstreet gets, the color analyst for that, with Al Michaels. I saw Bill Simmons tweeting about it. I don't know if they have a beef or something, but it's weird. He's great. And it's a different change-up than your normal play-by-play guy who's obviously all NFL. I like a college perspective. Kirk's seen all these guys. He's seen them all come in. He did all the draft shows on ESPN. He knows what he's talking about. But I just think there's a lot of NFL guys. They're strictly NFL, not big into college. They don't need the scouting report on all these players. I get it. I understand. But I think it's a nice change of pace, and I'm a Kirk Herbstreet guy. But anyways, I digress. 49ers play the Broncos. Sunday Night Football. And we're going to be talking about it all day right here on 95.7 The Game. By the way, I am Joe Spadoni, if I did not mention that. This is the pregame show. Sam Lubman in the other room, producer extraordinaire from Morning Roast, getting stuff ready for Bonte and Chasky. They'll be in here in about an hour. we got an awful lot to get to. We're going to replay Michael Silver's interview here in about 10 minutes. He joined Willard and Dibbs yesterday. You know Michael Silver. He was formerly of NFL Network. 
He is now a columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, covering the San Francisco 49ers. And he was the guy that wrote the article about Jimmy G ghosting the 49ers when he initially started with the team. You know, he just kind of signed his deal and then just faded away into the summer. Didn't talk to anyone, ghosted them. That was an interesting topic we had. I know Shasky and Bonte got into it on that multiple times. But Michael Silver, he's in me a weekly with Willard and Dibbs. And he had some very fascinating things to say about the locker room dynamic after Trey Lance got hurt, Jimmy Garoppolo taking over, Kyle Shanahan's trust in this offense with Jimmy Garoppolo. So we'll be replaying that in about oh, 10 minutes here for you. But Jimmy Garoppolo spoke to the media yesterday, and I wanted to play some of these cuts here in just a few minutes. I think he has a real good chance, Jimmy Garoppolo, of ingratiating himself more with the fan base this season, because he's in a win-win situation to me, anyways. He's not in here to be the guy anymore. That was Trey Lance. He's out for the season. You just need to right the ship like you always did. Make the playoffs. Hey, maybe win a game. And you're getting another big contract. If he just gets to the playoffs, think of all the teams out there that could use a Jimmy Garoppolo. I could think of at least 10. Carolina. Pittsburgh last night wins that game with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm confident in. You got Mitch Trubisky out there running for his life, throwing ducks. He's got George Pickens out here making Odell Beckham Jr. type catches. That was sick, by the way. One of the greatest catches I've ever seen. Unreal. Bonte was in the chat, the morning roast chat. He's like, I, I was right about Pickens. I told you guys I wanted the Niners to get him. I was like, yeah, but he had an ACL. So, you know, he had an ACL injury. 49er fans don't like that. Shades of Trent Balky. But if you want to join the conversation, 888-957-9570. That's also the Comcast Business text line, which is always open at 888-957-9570. Jimmy Garoppolo met with the media yesterday, and he was talking about Trey Lance's injury and what advice he can give for Trey. Um, I actually I heard Bosa's presser the other day, and he, he worried pretty well because there is a moment where you feel like your life is over and you feel like, you know, I can never get back to where I was, but that passes, and it just you got to hit a point where it does pass and you mentally move on from that, and there would be hurdles for him to overcome, but you know, I've been around Trey for you know a couple years now. He's a tough dude, so he'll be all right. He is a tough dude, but he also has an injury history now, and he's also going to be going into year three at the 49ers, and we don't know who he is, and that's a problem, if, especially if you're drafted number three overall in what was dubbed as the greatest quarterback draft class of all time by many. Jimmy, go, Jimmy G., goes on to talk about Trey's development and how he can still develop even though he is on the bench. The mental stuff. I mean, he's uh, he's already been in a couple meetings with us uh, through Zoom and stuff like that. So, what uh, I mean, whatever you can do mentally, physically, physically, it's you know it's tough right now, but he'll get back. And that's the thing. He's got to sharpen his mind mentally. It's going to be a grind. He's going to have a lot of dark days. I mean, we have dealt with some bad injury history here in the Bay the last couple of years. Obviously, you just look at the Golden State Warriors. You look at Kevin Durant. You look at Clay Thompson, his rehab, the struggle to come back. But ultimately, it paid off for Clay. Obviously, winning the championship this past year. By the way, the Warriors, they're back underway already next week. Next Friday morning, 3 a.m., we'll have Warriors Wizards from Japan right here at 95.7 The Game. 
That's going to be fun. I hope I'm not going to be here at 3 a.m., but I will be here at 4. So we'll break it all down. That'll be fun. Basketball's bad. Basketball, football, college football. We got baseball playoffs coming up. This is the best time of the sports season, without a doubt. I'm so excited. You got Aaron Judge trying to break Roger Maris's home run record of 61. He's at 60 right now. Thought he had it yesterday. Flight out to the deep center field, the warning track there. But man, there's so many stories, so many things to get into. Especially in this 49ers-Broncos game. There is just so many storylines that intertwine these two teams. It's pretty nuts. You have the Shanahan aspect. His dad, Mike, obviously winning two Super Bowls there with John Elway, Terrell Davis. By the way, how is Mike Shanahan not in the Hall of Fame? That's kind of weird to me. I understand you had a Hall of Fame running back and coach. Check that. Running back and quarterback. But, so? John Elway was like 40 years old. Obviously past his prime. Mike Shanahan was the architect of that zone running game. The running game that Kyle Shanahan still implements today with the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know how he's not in the Hall of Fame. That's a weird one to me. But obviously the Denver dynamic. Shanahan going back there. You got Russell Wilson. His history with the 49ers. You know that. He owns them. I think he's only lost to them four times in his career. He's been in the league for the last 10 years already. So Russell Wilson. You got Nate Hackett, first-year head coach. He's struggling. He needs a win desperately over a good team. Desperately. That would, I think, quell a lot of angst for Denver Broncos fans because it's getting late early for Nate Hackett. We're already getting rumors of Sean Payton potentially being interested next year. They got a new owner there. They want to win. They made a big trade for Russell Wilson. They traded all those picks. They traded Noah Fant, Drew Locke. Drew Locke. That was more of just a toss-in. Poor Drew. Got beat out by Geno Smith. Not a good look. But I'm looking at these storylines. I'm looking at Jimmy Garoppolo making his first start back since the NFC Championship game, losing to the Rams last season. There are so many storylines to break down in this game, and it's going to be so exciting to watch. I cannot wait. I've been saying it all week. I think the Niners roll. I I just don't trust this Denver Broncos team yet. Something about it, whether it's all the injuries, whether it's the first-year head coach, this rookie staff, whether it's Russell Wilson just not looking like himself, I I just don't see it if you're a Denver Broncos fan, how you win this game. I just don't see it. The only way is if, Den- if it's Russell Wilson, rather, turns back into the Russell Wilson that has continuously owned the San Francisco 49ers in the past. If, that, if it's just Russ, and it's not Pete Carroll, and it's not the Seahawks, and maybe, hey, all this time it was just Russell Wilson, just got to pick your poison, and he's just that guy. But I have a hard time believing that after what I've seen so far from him, especially against the Texans. They were booing him in Denver. Booing him. The guy they gave all that money to. The guy they traded all those first-round picks for. Booing him. That's not a good look. Not a good look. Second game of the season, and you're getting booed. That's tough. That's some Philadelphia Eagles type stuff, by the way. Not Den- you don't think of the Denver Broncos fans as that impatient. You think of them like, okay, yeah, we'll take our lumps, okay. No, 
They're booing Russell Wilson. Broncos country, let's ride. Am I right? God, that guy, Russell Wilson. He may be the corniest quarterback in the league, and he is so easy to root against, but damn it, when he's on, he is so good, and you love to hate him. I know 49ers fans have been thinking that. We're finally having this guy out of our division, and of course we're playing him in week three. Jimmy G's first start back. The NFL's undefeated when it comes to these storylines. Are you kidding me? It's like reality TV. Only it's actually reality TV, and it's not scripted. It's wild. Absolutely wild. There's so many good games on the docket this weekend. We went through some of them yesterday. Give me some of the games you're looking forward to this weekend. College football, NFL, all of this leading up to Sunday Night Football. 49ers Broncos at Mile High Stadium in Denver. And we'll have all that coverage here on 95.7 The Game, starting with the pregame show with Larry Kruger, Lo Neal. They'll get you leaded up to that. Followed by Alan Styles and Kyle Madsen taking you to overtime right when the game ends. They'll be breaking it all down right here on 95.7 The Game. And we'll have coverage all day on Sunday. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. I think the 49ers have proved a 2-1, though. And you feel a lot better about this game because of Jimmy Garoppolo. You just do. If you were going into this game with Trey Lance, and maybe it's, this is unfair because we didn't get to see him finish the last game, maybe you would have more confidence in him if you saw him just beat a team, beat the Seahawks heading in here. But I would think Vegas would still have the Broncos favored if Trey Lance was the starter for the 49ers. That's not the case right now. Last time I checked, it was minus one and a half for the San Francisco 49ers in Denver. So, Vegas already knows what you, Vegas knows. They just know. Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way, he was asked a very interesting question about throwing the ball down the field, and I thought he got a very interesting answer that we don't used to seeing with Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's listen to it. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that go with that, obviously. But, yeah, I love doing that stuff. Uh, in 17, we kind of, there was a freedom where me, the receivers, tight ends, we had a good uh, chemistry going. And I mean, when you get that with offensive skills and a quarterback, it, it makes for a tough, tough offense. Freedom. A sense of freedom. That is an interesting word to use. Considering your head coach is Kyle Shanahan, and history has shown he wants his quarterbacks to do exactly what he wants. No improvising, no freedom, as Jimmy G puts it. Follow the script. If it's not there, throw it away. Do as I say. But this Jimmy, Jimmy going out on a limb right now saying, hey, I want to throw the ball more downfield. Give me the freedom. I need the confidence in this team and in myself, to be able to command this offense. Show me some rope here, Kyle. Come on. You let me do it in 2017. Five years ago. Why not now? Why not now? And I would love to see that more. A gunslinging Jimmy Garoppolo. Let him loose. Because often he just looks so tight. And I think that's what 49ers fans see and why they're so frustrated with him. You're just anticipating something bad happening. All the time with Jimmy Garoppolo. Doesn't look like when he first came to the 49ers. When this guy, like, wow, this is a franchise quarterback. Look how confident he is. This guy's just throwing dimes. Every time it seemed like it was the last couple minutes and you got the ball, he was going to drive down there, kick a field goal, or get the touchdown. For the win. So Jimmy Garoppolo saying he wants more freedom in the offense. Go, Jimmy. All right. 
loving the honesty. Give me some more honesty. Don't give me the robot generic quarterback speak that I've been getting from you, Jimmy, the last few years. I know you're handsome, and you got the cute smile, and you can get away with it. I get it. Perk of being Italian. It is a perk of being Italian. I agree, Jimmy. I agree. Shout out to Paisans everywhere. But like I alluded to earlier, Michael Silver, he joined Willard and Dibs yesterday. He is now a weekly guest for them. He's a 95-7 of the game, 49ers insider. He is now with the San Francisco Chronicle. And he had some interesting things to say regarding the 49ers locker room dynamic. The first of our weekly visits throughout the football season. Mike Silver, long time around the league, and now the column at the San Francisco Chronicle, which directly to you, I have not been outside of social media, been uh, been able to congratulate you yet. So congratulations, and we're so excited to be able to do this with you here. Thanks so much. I'm having a blast, and uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun here. And, uh, you know, uh I, I think I'm uh, a columnist at heart, so it's going to get back to my, my uh, journalistic vibe roots. Well, I, I tell you what, it uh, it came out hot because uh, because you know it got everyone discussing things on Monday. So we'd love to hear a little bit more about the experience you've had talking to coaches and players, and maybe this was the case. I would think even before Trey's injury, to to what level do you feel like? There, you know, what what was the percentage? Would you would you would say of players and coaches who deep down felt like they were a better team with Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, it's obviously a complicated situation. So, first of all, I want to do a better job than I did in the column of accentuating that uh, no one is dancing on Trey's uh, figurative grave. You know, he's very very well liked. He seems like a great kid. A uh, lot invested in him, and a lot of people root for him. And so, certainly. Him suffering that injury was brutal, and everybody, I believe, sincerely felt that. Um, I, I think what I was getting at in, in talking to some people is just that, you know, they're trying to do two things at once. They're trying to throw Trey in and have him learn on the job. Um, you know, a 22-year-old kid with not a lot of experience, even in college, um, on a team that is constructed to win now, that's window may be closing and you know that really is constructed uh you know to to maximize jimmy garoppolo's strength throwing the ball accurately into very tight spaces middle of the field letting guys like Debo and ayuk and kittle run after the catch so there was a transition going on and you know the fact that they brought jimmy back was clearly a hedge and to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, it was worth it. Yeah, there's going to be more drama. It's going to be potentially a little more awkward, but it's worth it because if Trey's not ready yet or if he gets hurt, we now have a proven alternative. So, you know, there was a lot of tension surrounding that. And I think, you know, A, that tension is gone for better or worse as long as Jimmy stays healthy because uh, now you don't have the specter of, being replaced or, or people taking sides. But, you know, what I wrote about after the game was just the sense that, uh, you know, it felt very comfortable with Jimmy. It functioned at a more comfortable level. And I think, you know, if you ask the percentages, I think most people, if you gave them truth serum in that building, would admit if you had to win a game right now, you'd have taken Jimmy Garoppolo over a healthy Trey Lance. And if you're talking about upside in the future, 
they're really, really excited about Trey. So, um, you know, that that's kind of what I tried to get at. And I, I do feel bad that it was perceived by some people as uh, overly celebratory of uh, Trey's injury perception is always in the eye of the beholder and especially in a column you know being here on the radio you can speak to it more eloquently and more fluently but i want to go back to training camp in the the notion of trey lance maybe not being ready if he wasn't ready or if there was a, a sentiment maybe that he wasn't going to be ready why didn't they have jimmy garoppolo at least with a playbook and at least maybe getting some closer reps and being more in the fold as opposed to an 11th hour resigning well it's a fair question i mean i think the argument against getting him reps would be if he gets hurt we are on the hook cap wise for so much money and it would really impact our ability to do other things so i i get that why was he not in meetings um in retrospect you sure wish he would have been right uh you know i i guess all i could say is i think it was an evolving situation they clearly went into the offseason saying jimmy's gone we're trading him it's all trey he's the guy um the offseason played out maybe it wasn't going as smoothly as they hoped and meanwhile jimmy had had shoulder surgery and couldn't be traded um, you know, Kyle Shanahan said pretty unequivocally um, in July, yeah, no, we're not bringing Jimmy back. He's basically gone. Um, so that was still the plan. But, yeah, as training camp, uh, you know, played out and, you know, the limited preseason action and he wasn't blowing them away with his readiness, perhaps, or it was at least uneven. Um, and meanwhile, Jimmy was still kind of hanging around and they felt like other teams were hovering, waiting to just claim him when he was inevitably cut, the idea of a compromise approach. And again, it was a hedge and it was, you know, it was cost benefit, right? They were willing to pay the cost at that point of the drama because they knew it was coming and the weirdness. Um, and obviously it was the right move. Mike Silver, San Francisco Chronicle, with us every week here on Willard and Dibs, 95-7 the game. Okay, Mike, I, I wonder if you can speak to the emotional state of, of Jimmy now. We know that he's a guy who just handles everything with a smile, but with everything he's been through with this organization, where do you think mentally he is now for what's in front of him this year and any potential for the future? Well, I mean, you alluded to Jimmy's temperament. It's really, really good uh, for that situation. It has been because there are a lot of things about Jimmy that might drive his coaches crazy. But I'll tell you one thing, uh, in terms of being able to handle uh, a very exacting coach, head coach is not afraid to let it out in real time. Uh, Jimmy's great when it comes to that. And I think he's probably... Um, better equipped to handle this situation than most quarterbacks I've been around. He just, he does have a way of letting stuff bounce off him and trying to live in the moment and not being overly deep in his thought process or, or comprehensive, just staying, you know, in, involved in the task at hand. But, you know, he's also a human and there's been a lot of time between, uh, that brutal NFC championship game, heartbreaking NFC championship game defeat and, last Sunday and you know he certainly has had a lot of time to stew in this so I, I don't think he's one of those guys who's like haha I'll show you or how dare you give up on me or you know now I'm gonna make everyone pay but I do believe that he's cognizant of uh, you know the 
change in leverage, and I wrote about that uh, yesterday, and I, I believe it's in today's paper. I'm still unclear as to how the print and digital <laughs> things align, but uh, yeah, rusty. If you go, if you go to uh, the website certainly or my Twitter feed. I wrote a column where I, I begin with a quote from The Locks and with Little Kim and DMX in 1998, a song I really like called "Money, Power, and Respect." Mm. You know, that's are you eating I, right? Yeah, he he he'll see the light. He can sleep at night. I, I mean, you Get know, you. he uh, he got money in 2018, and he is in line to get more potentially if he has a big year and the team does well. Uh, he will have power in a way that he is not because now they can't tag him. Uh, they can't trade him against his wishes. Um, instead of being able to bleed it out till April or this year till August, as it's been in the past, he'll be the one who is definitely going to be free at the start of the league year. And so I, I, I would just say this. No matter what happens, I think because of Trey's relative inexperience and the injury, you got to have a, a second option going into next year even if it's not Jimmy. And so whatever that is, you know, a veteran who's done it, are you going to draft someone else? Um, you know, are you in love with Brock Purdy at that point? you got to have a viable uh, fallback plan. And so, um, you know, if you want it to be Jimmy, then he's got power over the timing of that and certainly a lot of leverage. If you want it to be someone else, but Jimmy's still in play, he can still make you wait while other options potentially dissipate. So it's a total change of the power dynamic. And believe me, if this would be a good problem to have because it would mean the Niners did really well and Jimmy played really well. But if we get to that point, then I believe the respect would finally uh, arrive. And I think maybe Don Yee, the biggest winner in all of this, as he uh, sits uh, well, back. Don't ruin the segment. Come on, man. I mean, so, I mean just so uh, heartwarming. Well, he's like a guy. You know, Jimmy's back for the break. Yeah. And now we, yeah, you just man. Now it's gonna just bum me out for like another half hour. I'm sorry, Mike, but you know how I work. You and I go back far enough to know that uh, I'm a bottom line guy. And I guess for me, what's the bottom line for the offense now going forward? Is it more use check in 21? personnel? Is it a chance for George Kittle to shine as he gets on the field? How is the offense now different with Jimmy G as opposed to what we are going to expect with Trey Lance? I mean, I think it's more like what you're used to, right? Um, and, yep. uh, that you know, that wasn't perfect. A lot of people complained about it, but, um, you know, uh, a running game, ideally, although their <laughs> running backs keep dropping, but, you know, they will be able to run the ball and create play action, and Jimmy will uh, do what he does best, which is hang tough in the pocket, even when pressured, um, deliver the ball quickly with really good accuracy into very tight windows where players like Debo and Ayuk and Kittle can catch and run. Um, I think that's kind of the primary part of it. But, you know, Kyle's, Kyle's always evolving. They're really, really good at this. They they will be ahead of everyone uh, with the possible exception of Miami who might be tied with them in terms of the intricacy of the running game and how it, it is intermeshed with the pass and what it can set up and how many different ways they can hurt you on the ground, even without a running quarterback. Um, and they will definitely 
um, you know, have ways to beat you at the pass. I think one thing people were really excited about in the building is that Trey is such a good deep ball thrower and, and probably superior to Jimmy. And so you, you draft Danny Gray, who gives you a real speed threat. Uh, he was inactive in the Bears game, but he, he finally was active, uh, against the Seahawks and probably will be going forward. So, you know, maybe Jimmy uh, will be asked to try to get the ball downfield a little bit simply because Danny Gray is going to be taking the top off defense. Uh, Mike Silver here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Mike, before you go, I wonder if you could help launch us into uh, the continuation of the conversation we're going to have next. Uh, when we were all tweeting before the segment, um, you know, the promo said, does does Kyle Shanahan know ball? And, Good question. And, and you tweeted, that's a, that's a joke, right? And so right before you came on, I was kind of going off on, on uh, you know, uh, Bob in Los Altos and, and, and Jim in, uh, you know, in, in Napa. Uh, Jim in Napa. With like, let me tell you what Kyle should do in terms of play calling. What what is what do you tell people when they say, "Man, Kyle Shanahan in this play calling, I just don't get it." Here's what he should do. What's your response to that? Well, I mean, you know, no one's perfect in play calling, but um, you know, I, there are, there are ways there are ways that Kyle Shanahan could certainly fairly be criticized, right? Um, and I haven't really done it thus far this season, but some people didn't like the fact that he was running Trey inside. And, you know, there, there have been some other things that I, I feel like people have thrown out. Uh, if you're going to criticize Kyle Shanahan's uh, knowledge of the game or game planning acumen as an offensive strategist, you're probably tripping. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. It is a Phil Collins Friday here on the pregame show. I am Joe Spadoni. Thanks for joining me on this beautiful Friday morning. It was a little warm yesterday. Not a lot of wind last night. Didn't sleep well. But I'm here now. Got some cold brew in me and I'm fine. It's all you need. Iced coffee, by the way. Far superior to the hot. Which might be a hot take for some. But I think if you're a millennial, I think most of you agree with me. Iced coffee, far superior to the hot. Speaking of hot, Jimmy Garoppolo, what a transition. From the 510 on the Comcast Business Text Line, and by the way, if you want to chime in on the Comcast Business Text Line at 888-957-9570, Go right ahead. You can also call that number at 888-957-9570. We're going to be getting into some NFL picks coming up here soon. Some final thoughts on the Broncos 49ers game heading into Sunday Night Football. Bontane Shasky right around the corner in T-minus 27 minutes, 50 seconds. They'll be in here breaking it all down. they got a fun show. they got... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Anthony Slater, our 95.7 The Game Warriors insider. He's going to join us. Haven't heard from Anthony in a little while. And we also have Benjamin Albright. He's based out of Denver. NFL insider knows all about the team. All about national stuff. He'll be joining the show as well. Can't wait to get into all of that with Bonte and Shasky in about 26 minutes. But Jimmy Garoppolo, he was talking to the media yesterday, talking about his motivation. Uh, not really. I think it uh, lights a fire under you, I'll tell you that. Uh, obviously, as a competitor, you know, whenever you get told something like that, it'll, it'll get you going a little bit, but... You know, I have plenty of motivation. I don't, I don't need that to motivate me, but it always helps. I agree. Motivation. And he's talking about being motivated by the 49ers not being interested in him in the offseason. Up until the very last second, obviously, when they finally needed him, and they realized their backup quarterback situation was Brock Purdy, and they were pretty much screwed if Trey Lance got hurt. So it all worked out. From the 510 on the Comcast Business Text Line, Jimmy is playing with house money. I think we're going to see F.U. all Jimmy Garoppolo this season. F.U. Jimmy? I like that. I like that. The name I gave him was Jimmy Garoppolo. Because he's going to be a bad guy this year. Let's get bad Jimmy. What was it, Stephen called him evil Jimmy? No. Let's get F.U. Jimmy. Let's get that swagger back with Jimmy Garoppolo. And let's see it. Let's see him push the ball down the field a little bit against the Broncos. Will Kyle Shanahan let him? I don't know. Probably not. Call an audible anyway, Jimmy. Give me the Jimmy FU season. That's what we're going to be calling it all year, 510. The Jimmy FU season. And I love the 49ers this Sunday. I've been talking about it all week. I feel like they're going to roll. They're in a really good spot. I'm not scared of Nate Hackett. I'm looking for Nick Bosa to have one of his patented. Sunday night football performances. That guy always shines brightest when the stars are... <laughs> shines brightest when the lights are on him. Stars will be out, though. They'll be in Mile High City. It'll probably be a beautiful day. It's sunny. It's supposed to be 70 degrees. Stars will be out. That's all you can ask for after two rainy games if you're the 49ers. Don't want that. Don't want to slop up there. It's already hard to breathe at the elevation. But I'm looking at Nick Bosa. Set the tone. I'm looking at Hufanga. Making some big hits. Taking the ball away from Russ. I'm looking at the playmakers on the offensive side. George Kittle. He's been practicing. 
It's Jimmy's best friend. It's a quarterback's best friend as a tight end. And he is so important for this team, not only in the run game, obviously blocking, but just as an outlet for Jimmy Garoppolo making his first start since the NFC Championship game. Him coming back is huge for this team. And another reason why I think the 49ers roll. They're going to get their playmakers back. Debo Samuel, run the ball, get that Broncos team winded. Ayuk, get him involved. It's going to be interesting to see the the relationship with Jimmy and Ayuk on the field this season. Because it felt like that was Trey's go-to guy early on, was Brandon Ayuk. So I'm I'm interested to see how that quarterback wide receiver tandem works this season because it felt like in the past eh, Ayuk a little bit underwhelming he's been solid don't get me wrong he's been very good but if you're a 49ers fan you're looking at that draft you're looking at the guy like Justin Jefferson right like I wanted him to be that that was the wide receiver draft that was the draft you got Kinlaw I'm looking for him to make some more plays too He's been having some injury concerns. Another Niner with injury concerns. So this is... I'm checking a lot of boxes here for the 49ers that I'm liking in matchups. Especially in the secondary with Hufanga. They could... Broncos looks like they might be without Jerry Judy this weekend. That's huge. Cortland Sutton will probably play. Hamler is looking like he'll play. Tim Patrick obviously out for the season. That was brutal. From the 925 on the Comcast Business Text Line. Evil Jimmy will forever live on. Thanks, nice guy. We love you, nice guy. Always. From the 925. So we don't need to bring out Phil Collins in the world is much better. Always. Come on. Phil Collins is the best. I might bring some to the morning roast on some rejoins today. I know Bonte likes some Phil Collins. I don't know if that's snitching music, Bonte, if you're listening out there. I don't think so. Don't you dare disrespect the GOAT, Phil Collins, and that Tarzan soundtrack. One of the all-time Disney soundtracks out there. But if you want to weigh in on the Comcast Business Text Line, 888-957-9570, as well as calling in at 888-957-9570. How are you liking liking the Thursday Night Football broadcast two weeks in from the 650? mentioned that earlier. I love Kirk Herbstreet, so I'm biased. I like his... His style. I like that he kind of gives a college look into the NFL because he's seen all these guys at the young level. But I understand those that maybe think he's a little unprepared because he hasn't been watching the NFL as much as these other ones. But I think it's a nice change of pace. I like him. He's a professional. Vibes well with Michaels. I like it. I'm with you, bro. Ice coffee all the way. 625. 628. I don't even know where that is. I think that's on Neptune. Can't go wrong with the cold brew. Gets you jittery, gets you wired, and you need it in this job. Running the board. Your eyes get a little tired looking at the screen all the time. You gotta he- handle Shasky's takes, Bonte's takes in between shows. Gotta have that cold brew. Lubman pacing around the building. Never know where he's going next. Is he going this way? Is he going that way? Love that guy. Decked out in his Miami Hurricanes outfit already. It's all about the U, baby. Tough loss last week. College football, though. Got some more fun games this weekend. Give me your locks. Give me your locks this weekend. Not a huge better, but occasionally I'll dabble. 
college football, NFL. There's some fun games this weekend, other than 49ers-Broncos, obviously, on Sunday night. And we'll have all the coverage here on 95.7 The Game. Larry Kruger, Low Neal, leading up on the pregame. Alan Stiles, Kyle Madsen on overtime. And then Monday morning, yours truly, followed by Bonte and Shasky. We got it all covered for you on 95.7 The Game. But what are some of those other games out there you're interested in? I know I am fascinated by Buffalo and Miami. Absolutely fascinated. I am a Mike McDaniel guy. He gets it. He is a player's coach. They love him. You can see that they love him. He empowers his players. You see Tua. And we're talking about empowering players and freedom. And we heard that from Jimmy. That's what Mike McDaniel's doing with Tua. Tonga Vailoa. Like, that guy looked... That quarterback looked just broken the last couple of years, right? You saw it. Lack of trust from... The Brian Flores regime down there. Mike McDaniel comes in. They got Jalen Waddle. They bring in Tyree Kill. Speed. See Gasicki out there trying to do the gritty. Gritty's officially dead, by the way, after he tried to do it. But that's all right. But empowering your players. That's what a leader does. That's what a good coach does. Will Kyle Shanahan do that with Jimmy Garoppolo Sunday? We'll see. From the 831. Morning, man. Heard you from the PG area. Salinas over here. Oh, yeah. Shout out Pacific Grove. Shout out Salinas. Shout out Palma High School. Go Chieftains. You know it. Shout out the Breakers. PG High. We got one more segment coming up here on the pregame show. I am Joe Spadoni. We're going to be getting into some picks, some final thoughts on the 49ers and Broncos on Sunday Night Football. We got Bonte and Shasky right around the corner. T-minus 19 minutes and 21 seconds. And that's all coming up right here on the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Oh, yes, this is the pregame show. I am Joe Spadoni. This is a Phil Collins Friday here on the pregame show. Little Susu Studio. I don't know if this is snitching music, Bonte. Phil Collins. He's shaking his head. He Does that, that mean we're good with Phil? Wow, thumbs down. I'm disappointed in you, Bonte. Bonte and Shasky right around the corner on the morning roast in about T minus oh, 12 minutes or so. Man, Sunday night football. There's nothing like it in sports. It's still the coup de gras. It's still the top dog. That's what you want to watch. Monday Night Football might be getting there, though. Don't sleep on the Buck and Aikman tandem being the reason people tune in. It gives it juice. All due respect to Steve Levy, uh, the Joe Tessitores, the Booger McFarlands, Lewis Reddick, all those guys. But you're tuning in to listen to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Mike Tirico, he's good. He's solid. He's been around a long time. Obviously, former Monday Night Football guy John Gruden. Collinsworth is Collinsworth. But don't sleep on Monday Night Football, is all I'm saying. I think that's going to be the game in the next few years again. It used to be way back when. When I was a kid, that was the game, was Monday Night Football. You got the last game of the week. It should be the biggest game. But I think this, if you're looking at the slate this week in the NFL, the top three matchups for me, and it's leading up to Sunday Night Football. I think the 49ers-Broncos is the most intriguing. But there's some fun games out there. There's some... I'm not saying do-or-die games, but this Raiders-Titans game, it's fascinating. 
Both teams 0-2. Both teams made the playoffs last year. I think whoever loses this game, the quarterback's done. It's Ryan Tannehill. It's Derek Carr. If either one of these teams goes 0-3, I don't see him coming back. Now, maybe Vrabel. We've written off Vrabel early in seasons before. Last year, they had that bad loss to the Jets. And then they ended up with the number one seed in the AFC. So, we'll see. But, man... You just think of the type of losses that these teams have had. And the Raiders, you can make an argument, they could have been 2-0. They had a chance to beat the Chargers, even with Derek Carr's three interceptions. They should have beaten the Cardinals last week, if not for an epic choke job. One of three in the NFL last week, along with the Ravens and the Browns. Titans, they just haven't looked good. They just have not. They lost to a, okay, 2-0 New York Giants team now. Probably should have won that game. But last week, they just got absolutely annihilated against the Buffalo Pills. Just destroyed. And that's going to happen. I get it. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, they're going to make a lot of teams look silly. But that was an embarrassment. Derrick Henry did not look great. Got a touchdown. Shout out Fantasy. But that's a fascinating game between two 0-2 teams. That feels like do or die early. That's just what makes the NFL so great, too. Feels like every game is a must-win each week. And if you go 0-3, it's going to be tough to climb out, especially in the AFC, especially when you have to go up against the Bills, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Dolphins, all these teams. But the other game I'm fascinated with, obviously, and it's the late afternoon game, Bucks, Bucks Packers in Tampa Bay. I don't know what to make of the Green Bay Packers yet and Aaron Rodgers. I know they have a good defense. Aaron Jones is good. A.J. Dillon's really good. The wide receiving? Eh. Watson, okay. Lazard? Eh. I know that Bucks defense is legit. I know they're number one in the league. I know you do not want to go to Tampa in the playoffs because of that defense. I know they have the GOAT at center. Under center. Maybe at center, too. But Tom Brady? Aaron Rodgers? Come on. They're still two of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Top six. Wherever you want to put them. I still have the GOAT, Tom Brady. I don't want anyone else under under center leading a game-winning drive still. The guy's 45 years old. Give me Tom over anyone. I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances with Tom with me at wide receiver. He will put me in a position to win. That's basically who they have right now. They have Joe Spadoni out wide in the slot. Mike Evans is out this week. He's suspended. If you want to join the conversation, 888-957-9570. It's the Comcast Business Text Line, which is always open. Looking to see how those Raiders react to that embarrassing loss last week. That should have been a win. Yep. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. They're favored. Road favorites. Vegas likes them. We'll see. 510. Bucks played Cowboys and Saints. Not ready to say they have the best D yet. Okay. Fair enough. Saints got weapons, though. But I get it. They just look so dominant. Look so dominant in their wins. Just, man. And they've proven it. Like, we have like evidence to support this. I trust this Bucks defense, absolutely. I think it's them and the Niners, the top two. And they've proven it. They won. They shut down Patrick Mahomes. They shut him down in the Super Bowl. Like, 
It doesn't get much better than that. That Chief offense at its peak, which is going to go down as one of the greatest in NFL history. I've seen what this Bucks defense can do. Okay? I've seen what it can do. It's proven history. And I think it's going to be great all year. That linebacking core, Levante David, man. They're fast. They are thumpers. They will hit you. They got Todd Bowles. He's a defensive guy. He's running the show now. It's not Bruce Arians. They set the tone. And you know what? If you can just keep it close, and you got Tom and not a lot of great weapons, I will take my chances. He is that good. He is the GOAT. TB12 method, man. Get on it. For the 408, Jimmy or Russell Wilson? Jimmy Garoppolo or Russell Wilson for fantasy football this week? Ooh, you got to go with Russ. I know I've been gassing up Jimmy the entire show. Uh, For fantasy purposes, though, Russ has a little bit of a rushing aspect still. He can get you a touchdown rolling out. He can scramble still. Um, I would still go with Russell Wilson. Jimmy Garoppolo has, what, a couple quarters under his belt this season? I expect them to run the ball heavy. But I don't hate the Jimmy Garoppolo play. I'm just saying if you have Russell Wilson still, I would go with him. Time for the 415. I hope the Raiders keep losing, so hopefully the price of the Niners-Raiders games go down. That ain't happening. It's in Las Vegas. I'm just telling you. It is in Las Vegas. That is not happening. That is a destination now. People are going to Vegas to see their teams. It is the number one destination in the National Football League. Absolutely. You circle Las Vegas. Oh, are you playing the Raiders this year? Oh, we're going to Vegas, boys. Come on. Let's go. Doesn't matter the team. NFC, AFC, we're going to Vegas. And those prices are not going down. Stock going up, though, for the Raiders moving to Vegas. I know it sucks. I know it hurts. Hurt me when they left, too. Hurt all of us. But financially, it's proven like the smart deal for Mark Davis, unfortunately. From the 5-1-0, Russell Wilson against that 49ers defense? No way. That's the thing, though, and that's the thing that could bite us in the you-know-what. Russell Wilson against the 49ers. He just has the history. He does. And that is the one thing that could scare you if you're a 49ers fan is Russell Wilson. Broncos country, let's ride. That guy. The corniest guy in the league. The guy who does fake high fives and warm-ups. That guy scares you. Because he's proven it. And we're about to find out whether that was Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson. And I know Russell Wilson's the guy actually playing in the games. But Pete Carroll's a hell of a head coach. And he always brings it against the 49ers. Now he had Geno Smith last week who did not bring it at all, brought his F game after being having the greatest game of his life against the Broncos the week previous, but that's the one thing that'll scare you. Absolutely. Absolutely. For the 510 Comcast Business Text Line, 49ers defense better than last year's. I can buy that. You got Hufanga out there flying. Flying all over the place. I'm looking for him to have a huge game. Continuing in this pace. It's so fun to watch him play. Fight on, by the way. So fun to watch this guy fly. I'm looking for Nick Bosa to get Russell Wilson down. You know that is 
probably the top three quarterback he wants to sack most in this league. Russell Wilson's up there. Just been slippery his entire career. You think of the classics that these two have had over the past, what, decade now? Just, man. Russell Wilson. I am so happy he is out of the NFC West. Am I right? Play this guy once. All right, don't have to worry about you for another four years. Get out of here. From the 707, hey, tell Bonte to keep his voice down during your show, Joey. You can hear him in the background. They're getting fired up. They're getting fired up in the background. I hear him too. That's all right. That's all right. By the way, I have some more Jimmy Garoppolo sound to play. Just on the way heading out. And they'll get more into it on the morning roast right here on 95.7 The Game in a couple minutes. Here's on the play calling changes if, for Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday at the 49ers press conference. I guess it's kind of, in 17, I was learning the offense. So Kyle would call some plays, and I wouldn't know exactly, you know, how to <laughs> read it, I guess. But you'd kind of figure it out as you went. And uh, I don't know, just the more and more that you learn the offense and get the knowledge of the offense, I start to figure out what Kyle's thinking and he, you know, vice versa. But there's uh, obviously just some back and forth between the play caller and quarterback. Always. And just give Jimmy some more freedom, Kyle. Come on. Put your faith in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands like you did early in his tenure. Come on. And if you're Jimmy, come on. Call an audible. I dare you. I dare you. I'm looking for the 49ers to win this game big. Got about a minute left here on the pregame show before we throw it over to the morning rose. Bonte and Shasky, they got some great stuff. Anthony Slater, you know him, you love him. 95-7 the game, Warriors Insider. They're going to get some Warriors talk in. A week from today, they are going to be playing in Japan against the Washington Wizards and Bradley Beal. That'll be fun. Get some basketball in here. It's the most wonderful time of the year in sports. We've got basketball coming up. October baseball, college football, NFL, doesn't get much better than that. I think the 49ers win this game handily, going 34-20, 34-20, 49ers, pull away late, but that's going to do it here on the pregame show, Bonte and Shasky right around the corner. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.